the daily dribble podcast guys as always i'm your host nick zamet here with the full squad again this week joining us is mr liam hancock how's it going guys and mr roe hancock how are we going i tell you what lee welcome back mate it, this time of year it is all about load management isn't it, it is did you have a nice week off you've enjoyed enjoyed yourself feeling refreshed rejuvenated i am uh, i must ask you both how's it feel talking to the champ Oh, oh really? well, okay, let's get Dude, it out of the way actually, early, I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah. no. Credit to Lee. He's won the almighty NBA, Daily Dribble NBA Fantasy League, and it was a tight one in the end, was but very tight. he's just taken it out. And... Very tight tussle. A very well-deserved winner. You were probably the, uh, you know, after probably a slow first third to the season, I yeah. would say, the, the last two thirds you really dominated. Yeah, well, Roe so. had that game on top of me for most of the season, then I caught up and ended yeah. up winning. But that makes me, from the three years we've done it, two out of three. So you'd have to say I'm, I'm favourites going into next year. And you're, you're one. And, and Rose, Rose with, got the other one. In, in which case would suggest that I'm probably due a win next year, be being due. the perfect time with the money league coming in, would yep. you not think? I well, think so. There's a lot on the line next season. And tell you what, when we start to, when we start to put some coins on the line, um, it's gonna get competitive. So. Right now it's a Hancock winning record. You know, oh, you've got the numbers game there, don't you? It's oh, a family family dynasty at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Mate, but, that's a hundred percent increase on the Zamet now. You know what? I, I think we put in fifty each. Oh, hey. And then the winner gets. Come on, let's, let me just have the a little feel gets, in your pockets here. That must be quite deep. The winner would get 400 if it all went to them. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing here for to it. Do that. Let's do it. Yeah, sure. Well, there you go, guys. We've mentioned it over the last couple of weeks. If you want to be involved, you know, we're getting in quite early, but in next season's NBA Fantasy League, we're going to have a money league. You know, we've got American listeners out there. So mm. 50 Australian dollars, $400 to the winner. That Oof. is outrageous. And I love it. I'm here for it, lads. <laughs> oh, Great gee. stuff. But well done again to you, Appreciate Lee. It. Very well-deserving winner. Mm. Guys, a big shout out to both Stadium Scene and The Cover. Those two networks doing tremendous things for not only us, but a whole host of other content creators in and around Australia, New Zealand, America and Canada. So mm. very appreciative of all their continued hard work and support. And just quickly, a big shout out to everyone out there. A big happy Easter to everyone, mm. to, the, to the gentlemen on the couch here, to yes. all of our avid fans and listeners. Hope you guys have a wonderful little period. Enjoy, mm. relax, eat some fish, Yes, um, which two out of three of us have done today. Yep. Bro, uh, Lee, just before coming on air, you know, I think we should, you know, put a, we've, we've hyped you up here with the Fantasy League. Let's tear you down a little bit. I don't know if it's tearing <laughs> down. I, no, I said, I've said this. Good Friday. You on the chicken. I'm on the chicken. That that's it, it's like me. I was saying this to Ryan and a couple other family members. It's it's like me go what's is it called Ramadan, that fast that oh, yes. um, yep. in, okay, yeah. It's yep. like it's like me um well, now we're now we're transversing a whole host of other cultures and <laughs> this, is, this is a dangerous If I'm game. not Christian or uh, you know, believe in Jesus, why do I have to eat fish today? Ooh, that's a that's a great point, but and he's like, always been that little bit different, so it doesn't surprise me at all. Interesting question. It could be one for the poll, and maybe just because we have listeners all around the globe. Yeah. Just an interesting point, like with with Easter and Good Friday in particular. Do you celebrate by not eating red meat mm. um, and sticking to the fish? It'd be interesting to see what the uh, the poll turned up there. So that could be uh, something to look out for on the socials. <laughs> which, while you're at it, be sure to subscribe and Please like do. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. All of them, guys. All of the good ones. Let's get into it. Big show mm. in store today. Mm. We're going to rattle through some odds and ends 
before getting into our playing predictions now. Very close. The playing tournament kicks off as of next week. So by the time we record next week, the playing will be well and truly underway. Mm-hmm. Underway, should I say. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we're all on the same page as, as in how the segment is structured this time opposed to a couple of weeks ago. There, there's not many where we're all on the same page. So this would be a nice little <laughs> change for once. Again, hopefully it's pretty self-explanatory, yeah. but if we'll find a way, won't we? Yes, Guys, do. let's get into some very, very quick odds and ends here, starting first and foremost with the news during the week that LaMarcus Aldridge, after 16 seasons, has officially retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it last season or the season before? Mm-hmm. I think it was last season. It looked as if he'd pulled the plug I due to did, yep. medical reasons there. Mm-hmm. Nice to see him go out on his own terms, though. Um, was the number two pick in the 2006 draft. Mm-hmm. Across 1,076 games in his career, averaged... 19 points, eight rebounds, two assists, playing across the Spurs, Blazers, and Nets there. It, it kind of shocked me, to, to be honest, just getting things ready for this. I'd forgotten he was the number two overall pick. Yeah. I know. It seems so long ago. But for me, he's one of the more underrated big men of recent times anyway. Like I think of my time when I was first getting into the NBA and – he was one of the dominant forces in yep. the NBA at the time. And he, at that time, he probably still wasn't getting the credit that he deserved. And um, all credit to him, though, the, the curtains have closed on his career. But, gee, he, he was absolutely huge for, for the Portland Trailblazers yeah. in particular. How yeah. many um, seasons? Uh, 16. Like it's very hard in 16 seasons to have a stat line that, that that's that good. Mm. Yeah, 18.8 rebounds, couple of assists. Like I'll take that. Especially when you're not regarded as probably one of the, you know, the premier players within the league. Like they are really, really high great quality numbers. numbers. Mm. And I mean, he was a, across a career, as you said, like he was a great complementary player wherever yeah, he went, namely in Portland with, with Dame, but no credit to the big guy. Mate, enjoy retirement. A phenomenal, phenomenal career, career there. In other news, now, as announced as part of the new CBA, mm. I know what you're thinking. No, it's not the Chinese Basketball Association, <laughs> everyone's favourite league. Uh, the collective bargaining agreement, all NBA teams will now be positionless. Yes. So this meaning that we could have on, say, the all-NBA first team, Jokic, Giannis and Embiid, without any concerns for doubling up in centres or power forwards or mm. whatever the case may be. So mm. very interesting news to come out of that. Um with that, though, it was also announced that to be eligible to feature on these all-NBA teams, there must be a minimum of 65 games mm-hmm. played. What do you guys think about this? 65, 65 games. So, so how many would that be missed? So that's 17. Um, mm-hmm. So you're looking at, uh, what is it, about 80% of the seasons? Yeah. I think I, To be honest with you, I, I think I said a few weeks ago that I think durability has to come into it. And I said at that time that I think 80% is about the number that I think that they should play to be eligible for the major awards. In saying that, I can sort of also see how players might become disgruntled over this kind of thing. Imagine just being under that 65 mark. You've had an, you've had far and away an yep. MVP caliber season or an all NBA caliber season, and you've missed out just due to that uh, eligibility. Was it Draymond during the week? I think came out and said that you know there's going to be a lot of disgruntled owners. They were mm. going to have to pay, you know, not bum players, but not these top tier level players. Yep. Exuberant contracts for making all NBA teams when they're not at that level, just mm. because we're going to see some, you know, probably otherwise 
players who would probably not make an all NBA team mm. actually make it over the coming years. For sure, for sure. Um, With the positionless thing. Yeah, what do you think of that? One? I I would have preferred if they did front and back court instead. Because does that just mean like five of their best centers? Say say the league was dominated by centers, that all make the first NBA team. It does. But yeah, what? I like I like if you have two guards and 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 yeah, two powerful centers, you know. Okay, so yeah, so similar to the Four, three, the All Star selection, yeah, exactly. There. Do you not think it should just be the best five players? Period within the league. Yeah, I mean, I can respect it. I'm not too disgruntled at it, but from my point of view, I would like to see two front, two and back, three back. Especially with the way the league is at the moment, it, it is almost positionless. Players mm, are like sure. you look at Jokic; he's pretty much a five playing the point guard. He's running point, um, isn't he? You know, mm. players are playing one through five now, so. I 100% get what you mean there, Lee. Having a little bit of weight still to it, and maybe that's a nice middle point mm. towards working towards completely positionless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with the way the league is at the minute, I, I feel like it was probably due. Uh, Roy, where do you weigh in there? Yeah, well, I, I think it's probably due as well. And I like the fact that there's it, it forces guys almost to play the games that they might have been sitting out due to that old load management. Oh, um, that old chestnut. So it might mean that we get to see the stars more regularly, which is what every NBA fans want, and it's what M- the NBA in particular would love because those guys are the guys who put bums on seats and eyes on TV. So um, I an, like it. Here's an idea, and I, I've just, as you were going about it then, Ro, thought of this off the top of the head. Mm. Do you think they could almost do it like a game's missed based on how many away games you missed? Now, just just stick with me here. Like mm. we've we've seen a lot of players come out with quotes, Kobe, LeBron, mm. that they wanted to play as many away games as possible because a fan might only get one chance in their lifetime to see that particular player. For sure. Mm. Yep. You know, if home games, you know, these fans are going multiple times during a year. Do you think there could be something there where it's, you know, they were, you know, a particular player is only allowed to miss say five away games a year? Mm. Could that be something? Is there, is there anything in that, do you think? There is something in that. Like I, I 100% see where you're coming from. In saying that, I think a little you sort bit of have walk, to, yeah, right? it is quite hard and you sort of have to just have hard and fast rules, like clear lines as to when they will be eligible and when they won't be eligible. If you start getting into the nitty-gritty of it, um, it gets a little bit too yeah. hard to understand who's actually eligible at the Absolutely. end of the year. But mm. I, I like where you're coming from. There we go, lads. Big piece of news there, the old CBA. CBA. In other news, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, but now with a little more clarity, Andrew Wiggins is set to make his return to the Warriors lineup. He's missed the last 21 games due to attending um, his – well, being with his father, mm. who was suffering a serial, serious medical illness. No, so we, we found out what it medical was. Medical issues. Is that what it was? Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't due to him. It wasn't due to injury, anything like that. Family reasons, um, as suspected. Huge acquisition there. Average 17 points, five rebounds, two and a half assists, and 40% from three on the mm. season thus far. Tell you what, to the reigning champs, it isn't a bad addition. Mm. And he's going to be a huge, huge key cog in there. You know, their quest to go back to back. Yeah, they suddenly go from a team who, like, I think a lot of NBA fans would have been very skeptical as to whether they would have actually made it out of that first round without him. Well, currently, Sorry, mm. before you go on, yes. currently sitting sixth. If things were to end today, they would be in a 3-6 matchup versus the Sacramento Kings. And I think without Wiggins, I'd take the Kings. With Wiggins, Big. it makes it a hell of a lot more interesting, that proposition. So um, I'm so glad to see him back because it means that the Warriors will be more or less at full strength now. So it's not like 
if they get knocked out, we've got all the Warriors fans saying, oh, if we had had Wiggins, mm. we would have made it past. Mm. But, um, yeah, really happy to see it. And do you think this – we spoke about it again, as I said, like a couple of weeks ago. Do you think the acquisition of Wiggy back mm. could be the piece that gets them there? Like he, he gets them to back-to-back championships. He definitely moves the needle um, a lot. He moves the needle the same way as I think – um, someone like Chris Middleton would would have moved the needle for the Bucks a couple of years ago. Absolutely, great, um, he's, great comparison. He's just that that big of a factor on that uh, Golden State uh, Warriors team. I just wanted to bring up how how sad it is how how rumors can get blown out around the league because we all heard what the rumors were surrounding Andrew Wiggins and Vicious. why he wasn't playing, and it couldn't have been further from the from the truth. And it, we all, I didn't believe it, but mm. a lot of people believed it because one guy on TikTok came out and just made a video saying this is what happened. You know, no reliable source. <laughs> As there doesn't tend to be on Twitter a lot of the time unless it's Shams or Woj, but why do people even need to know? Like mm. why do oh, people exactly. need yeah. to, like we obviously knew it was something serious for him to be out at a really vital part of the season yep. and for the length that he was. It's just people sticking their nose where it's not wanted, I think. I agree 100%. And that's, you kind of take everything with a grain of, grain of salt there, don't you, yes. Lee? Like you do have to kind of, you know, you, we hear a lot in the media. There's a lot of sources, but there are only a few, as you said there, Ro, like the Wojas, the Shams of the league, who are really yep. those reputable sources. Yeah. Um, you know, Brian Windhorse, Windhorse another one there, yeah, Windy. Windy yep. Um, so yeah, but nevertheless, it is great to see him back. Really hope that he can fit in pretty seamlessly with this squad. And Think as you said, will. Ro, they're going to be will. back to just about a hundred percent once again. And that's a, a scary proposition in the West. No doubt. No doubt. Guys, let's transition the daily to our plane predictions. Now, as I said, top of the show next week, the plane kicks off both the East and Western conference. We are now just days away from the regular season culminating for the vast majority, a lot of these matchups are set. Um, mm. But what we're going to do today is kind of based on, for any that aren't quite set, based on who we think will be there. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you know, what, what do you fellas reckon? Do you reckon east or west to start things? I think east. Let's, let's start on the east. Let's start on the east side. Just well, because the they're first is, on my notes. So and yeah. the east are very set, aren't they? I feel like where the east are right now is how they're going to go into the play-in, to be honest. There's not much wiggle room as there is in uh, the West. Well, let's go. We might go from yourself, Lee. You mm. give us your 9-10, who you think is going to win, 7-8, and then in the final chance kind of matchup, how do you see things in the Eastern Conference playing out? Mm-hmm. Um, well, in that 9-10, uh, uh, as it would be right now, it's Toronto mm. versus Chicago, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's going to be the case here. Yep. Uh, in the past, size has had a big factor in the matchup between these two. Um, the Raps are um, in favour, winning two out of three games against mm. the uh, against the Bulls this year. Yep. They've just had a lot more size on them. Chicago has Vooch, and then you look past that, and it's what Pat Williams mm. in in that starting lineup. There's not playoff Pat, not a heat. <laughs> but I think Chicago has more overall talent. Okay. Um, on their side, and I think their game plan going into this game will be to be as physical as possible, getting the paint as much as possible, kind of that bully bowl. Um, and due to that, I think the Bulls will come out on top of this one. Mm. You know, you have multiple guys to lock down. You have DeRozan, you have Levine, but then you also have Vooch who can stretch the floor. He can oh. pop up the three. So I've got, I've got the Vooch. I got the Bulls um, advancing in that okay. one, and then Toronto gets booted. 
That's the end of them. Do I keep going? Keep carrying on, so friend. I got Miami versus Atlanta for that. Uh, it'd be 7-8. Seven, 7-8, eight. Seven, eight, yes. Um, off the bat, I'm, I, I think Hawks are going to take that one. I think Trey mm. Young on his day is too hard to contain. His bag is too full. Um, full of bricks. But that's the thing. When you're in a pressure moment like this, if he can turn into a villain Trey again, with running mates, DeJounte Murray, John Collins, Capella, a Congru by his side, I think they're going to be a hard out, especially, and to be honest, I think a big factor will be who who gains the home court advantage. Um, if if Atlanta do, I think they've, they've, they've got it. Uh, so do you think Miami wins it if Miami are playing at home in that game? I think they've got more of a chance, but I still think the Hawks will come out on top. Okay. I'm getting over Philly today. They've now got a two-game lead, so they're going to hold... Home court, you would Who, think Miami? at this point, Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Barring a complete catastrophe over the last couple of games, yeah, um, they look set to have home court advantage. There. Important, yeah. And then, so that would make Hawks advance to the playoffs. And in their last playing game, it'd be Miami versus Chicago. And I have Miami getting up in that one. I think they've just got too much playoff experience. <laughs> Jimmy turns into that dog. Bam's improving year by Oof. year. Um, <laughs> And I think they'll they'll be a bit too hard to shut down, and that would uh, result in the Hawks and Miami advancing to the playoffs. Which I think once they are in the playoffs, whoever they're versing, um, they're not going to be an easy out. I don't think it'll be a sweep. I think particularly the Miami Heat. To be honest with you, like I think whoever comes up against them at this point, I think it's us. I think it's the Boston Celtics at the minute who would probably come up against them. All things go according One to plan. Up, I reckon. I think that's going to be a really tasty matchup, and it's not who I would personally like no. to play in the first round of the playoffs. I'd give but you a run for your money. And that's sometimes, like we see this quite often. Sometimes in that first round, you don't want to sweep a team four zip. You want to actually be challenged. That'll a little harden. Bit. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So mm. that, it could be a good little, uh, a good little test for the Celtics there. It could be. It could be. Well, I'll go next if you like, Nick. Please, um, mate. the way. I, the, I, we like a bit of variety, and there's a few different answers in here for myself. Um, in that Toronto-Chicago matchup, it's been quite tight between those two teams um, th- throughout the course of the season. Um, but one of the big stats, I think, for mine, and at this stage, Toronto, it looks like, will have home court advantage against Chicago. Toronto played very well at home, as mm. I guess a lot of teams do, but 26 and 14 at home this season. I don't like Chicago's chance in a one-off game um, to try and yep. uh, t- t- try and take that game um, against Toronto uh, north of the border. So I think Toronto are winning that. Um, in the Miami-Atlanta game, again, Miami 26 and 14 at home this season, which I think isn't important important stat and it shows that they're going to be um it's going to be a tough out for them um and miami have also gone 3-1 against atlanta this season so they've got the wood over them yep. so far this season so i think miami will get into the playoff picture um as we were saying before they're going to be a difficult team to to out even if they did go down that first round against whoever they come up against it's a it's a tricky one um and then in that last game atlanta and toronto now Toronto 14 and 26 away this season. Atlanta 2 1 against them this season. I think, as Lee was saying before, um, if we can get anywhere close to the resemblance of villain Trey, because they need that Trey Young to show up. Um, and if he doesn't show up, I, I would give Toronto every chance. But I, 
I have faith that he will in the most important yep. um, matchup and particularly with so much on the line, I think that's when he plays his best games. There you go. Love it. I, I Yeah, okay. I'm just mulling over my head where we've differentiated between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for myself in the 9-10 matchup, Toronto and Chicago, I've got the winner as Toronto as well. I, mm. I tend to side with you there, Ro. Just purely for the fact, if this was a seven-game series between the two, mm. I would probably lean towards the Bulls. I would I would pick the Bulls, actually. Okay. okay. But in this do-or-die game, I'm predicting the Raptors just because I, I really anticipate their starters are going to all play 40-plus minutes. Mm-hmm. Nick Nurse is going to throw the kitchen sink at it. Um, you know, we've seen time and time again the lack of faith he has in this bench. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think in a do-or-die game, he's really going to go for it. And with that starting five, OG, Hurdle, Siakam, Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, like that is a very competent and capable capable starting for five. Sure, for sure. Yep. Um, you know, I worry if they get into early foul trouble and a couple of these blokes have to sit because, you know, as we've said, once it comes to the bench, it's pretty slim pickings. It is. You know, yep. I don't want to hinge my hopes on Will Barton. Um, who's been he had one <laughs> good game real. the other day, but he's been yeah. he's been very ordinary thus far. Yes. So yep. as I said, in a do or die game, I'm taking the Raptors in this one. In the seven eight matchup, Miami versus Atlanta. I've got the winner as Miami, purely as you said, Lee. Roe is that uh Roe Ro is that dog. Jimmy Butler is that dog. Is. Mm, yep. You got that dog in you too? Oh, oh, when it's needed. When needed. It's needed. There you go. Little pit bull. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Uh, but Jimmy Butler is a dog. And I think you know, every time I think of Jimmy and playoff performances, I think of that series a couple of years ago in the bubble, mm. that bubble run and that bubble performance against the Lakers in the NBA Finals. Granted, came up short in that one, but his display and his – he spent everything and then some. He mm. was well and truly into the reserve tank, and that's mm-hmm. kind of how I picture Jimmy, leaving it all on the court. And I, I just have a little more faith in his composure alongside yep. of Bam and and Co. Um for as great as Trey is, like I, I love Trey, but he is his efficiency this year has been horrendous. Uh, I don't think it's quite clicked with Murray as they'd hoped it would. Um, so they, they didn't even think they'd be in the play-in. They they yeah. would have for sure thought they had locked in that five or six spot, 100%. if not higher. Yeah, that was the benchmark, wasn't it? And I mean, very very early days. It kind of looked like it was working, to be honest. Yeah. When you like that matchup yep. in we remember in those first few weeks of the season, looked like oh geez, Atlanta. Are, Looks like they're going to be like one of the real contenders this season. And yeah. as we saw, they dropped off quickly and it just didn't quite pan out the way they thought it would. No, well, that's it. And, you know, then that transitions us to the final kind of last chance saloon matchup between the Hawks and the Raptors. I really struggled. I toed and froed with this one for quite a long time. I am going to take the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think their shooting might be a little bit too much to contend with. Uh, looking as, you know, probably the swing players, Bogdanovich and Sadiq Bay. I think the acquisition of yep. Bay was really massive, probably almost underrated yeah. at the moment. Yeah, um, for sure. He's he's a monster as well, like almost undersized, but gets the boards, mm. like the offensive for boards. Sure. He does a really high quality job on that end. Mm. Um, I think he'll just be able to kind of mix it with some of those big boys and that length and athleticism that the, the Raptors possess. Um, so I... I out of these two games, I'm backing Trey to have at least one decent game. Yeah. And yes. I think, you know, not too often we see him have two absolute stinkers. I'm backing that to come in game two. So, hence 
the Hawks move forward in that one, thus creating the one eight matchup there against the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I like that. And when we, you were just touching on Trey to have a, at least one decent game, the thing that's deceiving about Trey's game is he could have 28 points and 12 assists. And from a box score perspective, you think, and to a certain extent, it is a good game, but from a box score perspective, you think, oh, this guy's just had an absolute ripper of a game. Yeah. Then you look at his field goal percentage and he's been. You know, thirty percent from the field turnovers, turnovers plus minus, and- like, and, and that, and that's the thing when people, and I know we do it, everyone yeah, does it. For sure, like, you read, you do, you do read into box scores, mm. but there is a lot more to it if you go into the deeper analytics of actual positivity on the court. And uh, often he's one that's kind of doesn't pass the eye test. Yeah, mm. I know road not because Trey, you had Trey on your fantasy team, right? And I did, and, you look, and I know these type of players, you look and you're like. 30 points, 10 assists, and why does he have but he's 30 fantasy points? Where are the points at? Because yeah. he missed fucking he missed eight threes, you know? Yeah. 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 Will yeah. he be making a uh, an appearance next season with money on the line? Are you giving your money to Trey? Um are you putting it in his hands. If I if I have the opportunity not to pick Trey, I will not pick him. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I've already started my um my draft. <laughs> have you? You started the draft board the last season. The current season's not even yeah. over. Yeah. Well wow. oh. deep dives. Go straight um, back to work. Goodness. My question, and I'll ask this for the West as well. Yep. Which out of these four teams that we all mentioned, we mentioned the same ones. Mm-hmm. Um, which team's future hinges the most on um, making the playoffs? If in, that in makes the sense. East, sorry. In, in the East, like. So uh, does that make sense? Not really. So sorry. So as in. So which team's future? Do you think if one of these teams didn't make it, they'd blow it oh, up? Blow it. Or if oh, okay. they didn't make it, they've kind of they've got nothing to lose. Like uh, I reckon the Raptors. Raptors Again, or Bulls, just, yeah. The Raptors, I'm saying, just because of their lack of depth. Yeah. That oh. They could try and trade in one of these pieces or two of these pieces and OG and a Fred try and make them a little more well-rounded from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's are are you saying out of these four teams, which team has the most to lose if they don't make it? My, my question is, it's pretty much saying which team do you think has the most – is most likely to blow it up if they don't. Oh, make the to players. blow it up! Yeah, yeah, I think I'd have to agree. Toronto would probably—they're already on the border of it, aren't they? But in terms of the most to lose, I think Atlanta, given the yeah. acquisition that they made over the off-season, <clears throat> if they were to miss the playoffs altogether, oh, that wouldn't go down well, would it? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think they'll make it. But gee, a lot riding on these awesome. uh, next few games. Although, but then, as you say that, I think about it as well when you look at the Heat. You know, they yeah. are aging a little bit. You mm. look at Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love there coming into the fold. Jimmy Butler's not getting any younger. Could they look to kind of, I guess, start afresh? That number one guy unequivocally becomes Tyler Hero. Mm. You know, I, they, I could see a, a way in all the teams kind of go that route. Yeah. Do the Miami Heat look and say, our, our window or our door is probably closed after we lost in the bubble to LA if they missed the playoffs this season? I think that's a possibility. Absolutely. You know how the sun, yep. we thought the Suns door was closing. Maybe it's the same for Miami because yeah. I haven't even thought about that really. But now that yeah. you mention it, it could be reality. Mm. Very good. Well, Ro, push on, mate, with the Western Conference. What have you got for us? Western Conference. Now, Nick, how a few weeks changes <laughs> my mind in basketball. Unbelievable. I remember when we were doing our potential play-in matchups. Yes. I didn't have much faith in the Lakers at all, to the point where I don't even think I had them finishing in the play-in whatsoever. You cut them, as many people did. As many people did, and I guess oh, I over love the it. last few weeks they've re- 
they've restored my faith in what that they can do at least in in the playoff picture. So in this first round, Lakers v Pelicans. I have the Los Angeles Lakers winning that game and securing a spot in the playoffs. So far away from where I thought that they would get to. Um, Good matchup against the Grizzlies too, if that were to eventuate. Yeah, I'd, I'd have faith in them as well. Yep. Um, and they've been three and one against the Pelicans this season. I think when it all comes down to it with a healthy LeBron, if they have their main core on the court yep. when these when this playoff series starts, um, I think they're going to be too difficult of an out. I've seen so many holes in this Pelicans lineup, particularly in the back half of the season. It's been really disappointing because at one stage they were in and around the pitcher and they looked... They were like first, second, They were were flying, they? weren't they? And then they just dropped off the cliff. Like, was it when... Well, it was when Zion went down, wasn't it? So, Shows the power he has, doesn't yeah, it? Like yeah. The impact he has on this team, massive. And I don't think you'd want to be overly relying on CJ McCollum. He's a handy scorer. I like CJ McCollum, but I don't think he's going to be the difference um, for, for the Pelicans. So, so Ingram's the guy who gets the rock? I think so. I think I'd probably give it to Ingram. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's more of a difficult matchup for mine um, in every sense of the word. And then, so the Lakers get through in that one. Uh, Minnesota and OKC. Now, a telling stat that I saw was throughout the course of the season, Minnesota have been 4-0 and against OKC, so they've well and truly got the wood on them. I t- take a lot into these. Four and oh, four I don't and think oh. so. I saw. I was looking at. It. I thought it was two and one or something. Ah, four and oh. Four and oh from what I saw. Maybe we're so I was looking at different a different place. schedule, but <laughs> now I'm going to have to double check. Oh it, but no! No four and oh yep. from what I saw. And, and if that is the case, which I believe it is, then I think um, Minnesota have well and truly got the confidence to take this. I know it's a one game matchup, but I think that they'll take it. Um, Lee push, pushing digits here. Just, uh, no, OKC won in Lee's December. ready to call me out. I saw they won in December. They they lost two of them, but they got up in December. Yep. Don't know what I was looking at then. I must have been looking at a... At... <laughs> so two, two and one versus four and I sounds a little bit different. Has that changed your thought process? Was now, it two right? and one? Two and one, yeah. They got up by like six in December or seven. Oh, nice. What? I'm looking at unreliable sources <laughs> on the NBA app on the schedule. Oh, right. What is going on? Fourth okay. of December. Oh, no, time. you've had yeah. a shocker. So uh, does that change your opinion at all? Are you still riding the, uh, the Wolves? Uh, look, I don't want the Wolves to oh, win. You're but throwing I, a real wrench in here, Lee. Oh, you've rattled me. Um, I think the Wolves will still get up, though. <laughs> yep. um, I think in terms of high-end. Oh, actually, no, it's too difficult because they, they've, both <laughs> got, they've both got high-end talent. Um, but I think Minnesota will probably win it, um, particularly if it's at home. Yep. OKC have a 15 and 25 record as well, so um, away from home. So I think that that's going to come into come into play. Um, and then in that last matchup, Minnesota and Pelicans. Um, I've got the Pelicans winning this one, actually. Um, Ooh, and okay. initially a few weeks ago, as I said, time changes when it comes to basketball. And Ooh. I think it, it, it's partly I don't want Minnesota to make the playoffs, but it's also <laughs> partly I don't have faith in them. Um, what is it? What is it about the Wolves? Do you think? They're, I just think they're a bit they're they're a bit all over the place. Their their starting five in general doesn't fill me with a heap of confidence. Yeah. I don't. I, I've said I said this about this time last year. They're not a smart bowl club, and that hasn't changed. They're very clumsy. Yeah. The cat is all over the place. You know, they they're just not. Mm. They're, they're somewhat well-rounded, but they don't know what to do with all their talent. And I know? don't think they've, like we saw last year, 
<laughs> with Pat Bev. Like oh, he's he's a he's the, a the video on the team. Yeah, another on the table. He, he wanted to win. He's an absolute dog. <laughs> um I look at their team and I I think that they're lacking those type of dogs this year. Mm. I think they're lacking guys who truly want to want to win. I think you've got guys like Carl Anthony Towns who I think's got a really big ego and I don't think that's the kind of player who I'd like coming in in a one-off game to make the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, partly I, I want them to lose, but partly I think the Pelicans might have have the wood over them. You just, I just, it's funny you say that because I watched a video, was it, what's today? We're recording Friday. It must have been Wednesday, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was this video, it was like with Titanic music, I think. Yep. My heart will go on and it was when the Wolves won that playing game and the yeah. cat bear running around. Amazing scene. Oh, I it's, just, it. it's just, if you're having a bad day, just knowing the backstory, how it's all eventuated, him being bounced to LA, then now where is he Chicago, out in the Bulls? Chicago, yeah. But what it meant to him at the time is just priceless, the oh. comedy of it all. He's, he's great value. You'd love to play with those kind of oh, guys. It's priceless. Well, Roy, it makes me very happy to hear that you're back on board the Lakers train. Yes, purple and gold. I'd just like to say, and... You know, I have. I know we haven't made the playoffs as of yet, so it might be a little bit pre- premature here. Mm-hmm. But suck it, each and every one of you who <laughs> rode off the Lakers, you dismissed them so so early. They were all but gone, and in part, it's almost a suck it to myself because I was pretty disgruntled yes. at the time. What a turnaround! And I just want to give a massive shout out to the Lakers front office. Yeah. Now, over the course of the last five to ten years, there's been a lot of questionable decisions. Um, for better or worse, there's been a lot of moving parts. Mm. But I think that trade period we had with the acquisition of D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, even Malik Beasley, all these other players, I think has no doubt turned this franchise around. Yeah, I am going to sure. pretty much put the house on it, 100% say that if these moves weren't made, we were mm. not making the play in. Mm. Um, it's a real. It was a really kind of balls-on-the-line move. It's paid dividends so far. Fair, fair play. And that's what turned my opinion on them around as well. Like you actually saw that they weren't willing to to just succumb to this another underperforming season. They were actually they actually thought, well, look, this is the time that we have to mm. turn it around. Let's get some players who complement LeBron, complement AD, yep. some shooters on the team. Let's just not give in to people thinking like myself <laughs> that we wouldn't make the even the play in. Let's yeah. actually do something about it and prove them wrong. And so far, it looks like they will prove me wrong and plenty of others. Yoli, beautiful stuff. Well, let's get into my predictions here, starting with the 9-10 matchup, having the Minnesota Timberwolves playing the OKC Thunder. Oh, I'll go 7-8, sorry. Yeah, I yeah. there. My apologies. In the 7-8 matchup, the Lakers versus Pelicans. Jeez, I wonder who. There's no <laughs> possible way. There's no reality in which I don't pick the Lakers here. Yes. Um. Again, I, I think it'll be a really exciting matchup and – if I was a neutral fan, it's kind of a shame that Zion won't be playing mm. Mm. Uh, because mm. I think, you know, had he would, though, first and foremost, I don't think they'd be in the plane. No. Um, but I think this matchup would be a hell of a lot more exciting. I just think the Lakers will be too good. I think with LeBron coming back, all those pieces we just mentioned, AD, looking in pretty good nick the last yes. week or so, yeah. now that LeBron's back as his running mate. Uh, I've got them winning this one and going into that matchup against the Grizzlies as Despite being seventh seed, probably the favourite. Yeah, yeah, could be. There you go. So we'll see how that plays Really out. quick on AD. Did you see when he went down and like the ankle didn't look oh. good, but they just kept playing for like two <laughs> two up and down possessions? Yeah. Every time that guy goes down, which is 
Often. multiple times during a game, mm-hmm. I my heart just sinks because mm-hmm. he's made a glass and it is for his, you know, LeBron's the best player. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best players, if not the best player in the world mm-hmm. in, in basketball history on this Lakers team. But I think AD is probably the key. If he goes down, I think they're probably screwed because yeah. in the center stocks, they don't really have much. Um, so, yeah, I get very nervous mm. every time I see him go down. Yes, yep. In the 9-10 matchup, Minnesota playing host to the Thunder. I've got the winners, the T-Wolves. Now, I think mm. this will be a really, really fun matchup. If OKC can catch fire from three, mm-hmm. you know, look at all the Jalen Williams, uh, well, the multiple Jay Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, Giddy's knocking them down a little more consistently. SGA, Isaiah Joe. Um, if they can make their threes, I think they could potentially pull this one out. Yet I think the size that the Thunder possesses will just stifle yeah. this Thunder team. Yeah. Um, Gobert, Towns, McDaniels there. Yeah. I think they're just going to be a little bit too long. Um, so I have them moving ahead. Again, take nothing away from OKC this season. Mm. A tremendous success. Huge. But I see them bowing out and thus creating the Wolves versus Pelicans in that final chance matchup. I likewise, I'm going to back the Pelicans in. Mm. I was, again, another one I toed and froed with for quite a while. I th- I think I just trust their scoring a little bit more. I think so, yeah. Ingram and McCollum gives, I have a little more faith in them than I do Edwards and and Conley. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah I, that's that's kind of where I, I separated it. Um, and hopefully with that Herb Jones future DPOY. He will be. Uh, he will be, no doubt about it. Uh, we'll be able to put the clamps on Towns, I think. Mm. Um, you know, Gobert's not going to hurt you from the outside, so Valanciunas can can block up the paint, mm. him and Herb there. Uh, I think they just pose really concerning matchup problems for the Wolves. So mm. uh, got the Pelicans there. Good one. Yep, like that. Lee. I'll go. Uh, so this will be the 7-8 matchup, uh, Lakers versus Pelicans. I have the Lakers taking this one. Um, as, as you guys said, the primary scorer will be Brandon Ingram. Yep. A couple of months ago, I wouldn't have said this, but with this squad the Lakes have now, I think they've got enough formidable defenders to lock down uh, B.I. if he's going to be the main scorer. Yep. Um, McCollum's been a bit streaky all year, so like you, you mm. don't really know what you're going to get out of him on this playing matchup. Um, Never been that guy really either that you kind of, you know, when he was with Portland, you kind of attach the, the farm to, to Dame. Yeah. And CJ yeah. just accompany, accompanies him. Yes. But you kind of, if BI is not firing, you need a bit more from CJ. And yeah. Is there that proven track record of him being, you know, the go-to scorer? Not really. Not really. No. And, but in saying that, if the Lakers this game have a high turnover game as yeah. they did versus the Clippers, yeah. oh. this will probably be the Pelicans game. So shouldn't even be in the plane. They they really horrible. For as good as they've been the last mm. few weeks, they really dicked that up yesterday against mm. the Clippers. That would have been the chance to pretty well not guaranteed, but put them in a playoff position. Yep. Bypass all this plane nonsense. And they just sucked from it was word, such a massive go. game as well. Disgusting. Um, the, and the Clippers made a fool of them. And I would have loved to be Russell Westbrook on that night because um had the last laugh. Yeah, he had the last laugh. And that was without PG as well. Which yeah, huge win. Mm. Where do we see just quickly? Clippers, where do we have them? It's hard. Some days I'm high on them. Some days I'm low on them. They're such a Jekyll and Hyde, aren't they? they? You just don't know what you're going to get. I see them as a second-round team. In terms of the West, I I would have the Nuggets. Mm. I'd have the Suns. I'd have the Warriors. 
I can't really say the Lakers seen as they lost yesterday yeah. convincingly. I'd have those three at least over yep. them. So I'll say second round. They're in that second tier of the West. Yeah. 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 Where I do you think? Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think they're probably like a second round proposition. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, they've also got the potential to potentially get to the Western Conference Finals. So hinges on when PG comes it back. It does. Which That's is... the big one. Yeah. Uh, so that would mean Lakers advance the playoffs. Uh, then we go to the 9-10 matchup, which would be Minnesota versus uh, OKC. Um, You're going to do it, aren't you? You're going to do it. I really, to the bottom of my heart, <laughs> want OKC to win so bad. So do I. So, so do I. bad. Um, they, they really don't have much to lose. It's not like they're going to blow it up if they lose as well. So they'll be playing with all their might. But like you were saying, Nick, I think – the size that OKC, uh, that the, the size that Minnesota have on top of uh, OKC is too much. Um, I was looking at the OKC Thunder starting lineup. Tell me, it'd, it'd be a different story if Shet was there, but they've got uh, Giddy, Shea, uh, Lou Dort at the three, Jalen Williams at the four, and then the other Jalen Williams at the five. It's Versus, yeah, Towns and, and Gobert, I, I don't like their odds. They're going to get eaten. They will. But in saying that, um, Minnesota are going to need to play to their strengths and use their rebounding to win because I, I think if they don't and if it's, a, if, it's a close down, if it's a close game up to the fourth quarter, I think OKC are probably the better closers and I think they will take it. If it comes mm. down to the wire, it's a fourth quarter game, I think OKC has it. Less um, pressure on OKC to win that one as well. Got to give a bit of love to Giddy as well. We always do. I will every chance I get. You said he's picked up his shooting. I think he's added that shooting element entirely to his game, and, yeah. it's, and it's changed his mm. game completely. He used Stepping to be in with confidence. Yeah, he used to be this guy that you wouldn't really have to worry about him shooting, but he was an amazing passer. Now he's an amazing passer, and he's a threat, uh, a, a threat to shoot as well. To so. highlight another Aussie, doesn't that just show the difference between him and Ben Simmons? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I'm not saying he was on that level of poor shooting, mm-hmm. a Ben Simmons level, mm-hmm. but he actually made adjustments, worked on his craft. You know, a a big point guard, yeah, um, with incredible vision, incredible, you know, passing ability and range and defensive acumen. But Ben Simmons is kind of the failed Josh Giddy almost, isn't he? For sure. And it's just two different beasts mentally as well because we look at Josh Giddy. We even saw his scouting report where they've essentially said coming into the NBA, he couldn't oh, play basketball. He couldn't that was do a the, horrible scouting report. Couldn't do the essential stuff that basketball players need to do at that level. He's gone and proven everybody wrong. And he's only still very early in his career, mm. so he's only going to improve. Whereas Ben Simmons, people started <laughs> to get down on him as – I think people have the right to do. If you're yeah. not performing at a, at a high level or at the level that you should be, mm. people are going to talk about it and he just cracks the shits. And, like, now we don't yeah. even think of him as a potential NBA player. He could be out of the league soon enough. There you go. That well, would bring it to the final matchup. Yeah. So that would be Minnesota versus Pelicans. And even right now, as, I, as I'm talking, I don't know who I'd put in front. I'll probably go with... Minnesota Ooh, with, yeah, okay. with not much reasoning, but I think it'd be a different, it'd be a completely different story if, uh, if Zion was there. Yeah. Um, but I think Minnesota will probably take them and, uh, and, and secure that eight spot. Well, here's one little thing we haven't mentioned. Dallas. Dallas at the moment. So mm. as we speak, <laughs> OKC have one game to go 
versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh. The Dallas Mavericks play the Chicago. Well, I think they have the Spurs first, so they play the Spurs, then Win. Chicago. Those two games. Could we see? Could we see the Mavs make very, the play? Very here? potentially. Very potentially. And look at you sitting there with the nervous sweat on, just <laughs> eyeing over the jersey there. A lot, a lot hinges a lot on the next few days. It. And I'm uh, so. I know we've got. We've all said OKC, and mm. they currently sit ahead in the standings. Do we give them a chance? Are we backing them in? Do you think they can do it? The Dallas Mavericks. I think it was around February they had. Forgive me. Was it a sixty-five or was it eighty percent chance of making the playoffs? Mm. Sounds they were right. down to the other day, April second or whatever, eight percent. Eight percent. Horrific. So Memphis. Uh, so okay. So they have <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies. Is that right? That's correct. And then the uh, the Mavs have the Bulls and the Spurs. I think given the fixture, we may have premature. I know they're not sitting in there at the moment, but they are every chance to be sitting in that last playing spot. And if they are with two talents, I know they've had a shocking end to the season, but with those two talents, I, I wouldn't write them off. Grizzlies are pretty well locked into that second spot. Do they rest the players though? That's another really good question. Um, a lot of intriguing storylines oh, within that. I don't think so, to be honest. I don't mm. think so. I think they go into the playoffs with... would, But they would, because depending on how it plays out, they might have to play one of these teams in their, their matchup. Yeah. Wouldn't they rather pl- probably play OKC than the Mavs? So maybe they I mean, rest, I would, rest yeah. up. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, potentially. I- I think I saw them. It is very 50-50. I know we all put OKC because they, they're sitting there, but I think I saw somewhere Mavs have 53% chance of getting into the plane and and uh, OKC has like 47% on them. So Based off the fixture. I don't know, it's like 50-50. I just did OKC because they're sitting there now. But mm. I did OKC and then thinking about that with possibly the Grizzlies resting players and mm. things like that. I'm backing OKC in, but we mm. could be sitting here eating our words and uh, the Mavs could make it, which if they didn't would be a train wreck of a season. Um, you know, that's certainly up for discussion in the coming weeks and coming months once the, once the season concludes, but mm. a very disappointing latter half of the season there for the Mavs. Yes. Oh, geez. You'd hate to be a Mavs supporter with so much hype surrounding them. Indeed. Wouldn't oh, you? dearie me. Lads, mm. there you have it. There is our prediction for the upcoming playing tournament starting as of next week. We finally Ooh, made it. Post-season basketball is here. We have got limited, limited days of regular season basketball to play out. Still some intriguing things still to happen over mm. the course of the next couple of days, namely as we just spoke about the Mavs there. Um, so very excited to see how that plays out. Mm. Guys, as always, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, as well as subscribing wherever you listen or watch the show, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, mm. We certainly do appreciate all the continued support. We do. And I tell you what, I am beyond pumped for next week, guys. It is going to be an absolute blast. Tell you what, this sounds weird, but regular season to playoff basketball is almost like watching a completely different sport. Oh, it is. Mm. The tempo slows down, the defense tightens up. Um, It's like every game means more, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Fan interaction just goes through the roof. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you get to see. You know, once we get into the playoffs and these these longer series going, you know, up against the same team multiple times in a row, you know, little just things play out between players, little niggling issues, mm. fans, coaches. Yep, um, rivalries. Rivalries build from there. So uh, do or die. A lot to look forward to, guys. Mm. From myself, Lee and Ro, guys, we hope you have a fantastic Easter. Have a fantastic week. Enjoy the start of the play-in and we can't wait to talk to you next week to break it all down. Till then. 
はい